Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. You feel like you deserve maybe more than you're getting. Well, let me give you a little clue on something. Dead men don't feel any pain. And the reason I'm saying dead men is because we are to die. You're destined to die. If you're going to be a husband or a husband-to-be, don't fool yourself into thinking you can get by without dying to yourself. Fitness and wellness expert, naturopath, and adventure enthusiast, Wendy Pett. And my husband, Todd Isburner. He's a fundraising guru, men's mentor, and Bible scholar. And as a couple, we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life. Our hope is that you will be inspired, equipped, and entertained along your own life journey. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hey, and welcome to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. Yeah. <laughs> we always laugh when we do that. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds a little corny. But on the other hand, we do have to identify who we are. Well, maybe we and, don't. Uh, even though we've got liver nice names, we still get, you know, we're married. And What'd you say? Different last names. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we are grateful, grateful, grateful that you take time to kind of check this uh, episode out. It's going to be a little different for you today. Yes. Um, a few episodes ago, Todd interviewed me. And what so, a challenge that was, too. Oh, it I mean, kind of was. One it? of the toughest guests we've ever had on the program, people. <laughs> you want to go back and check that out? I don't know. Just be patient. Well, guess what? This time I get to interview you. So this is going to be fun. And scary. No, it's not. Okay. It's not I have no idea where you want to go. No, this is very, very exciting. So ladies, here's the deal. Or men, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, women, have you ever thought when you've looked at your your spouse or maybe a man in your life, whether it's a father or whomever, and you just want to say, act like a man, like grow up, man up. What I mean, have you? And as a man, if you're listening, have you ever thought, you know, I, I really need to, I, I want to act more like a man, mm. like, or maybe you don't even realize you need to act more like a man. <laughs> and what does that even mean? Yeah. Well, we are going to talk to Todd Usburner yeah. about that today because he wrote a book all about what it means to act like a man. It's called What Every Man Needs to Know, and it's about mastering your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. So, Welcome to the show, Todd. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's. Uh, we're going to be very intentional during this time. Yes, we are. Because uh, men are really eager to know exactly whether or not they have what it takes in life. Right. Uh, and there is a. It's almost like men are in a state of confusion today. It's very understandable from my vantage point, and I say it's understandable because the messages that men are being bombarded with today very mixed. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Not only mixed, but I think there's a there's a slant toward taking away from man what God has wired into him. If I could just yeah. interject, huh? same with women. There's mixed yeah. messages about who women are to be as well. So, yeah. but once a man is a man, I think. Uh, women show up in more of their femininity, hmm. don't you think? I totally agree with that. 
But the way men are portrayed today, um, it makes it very difficult for a woman to feel like she is able to put her confidence in the man that she's with. Sometimes. Right? Not every man, of, of course. course no, no, <laughs> no, but but every single one of us have room for improvement. Absolutely. This do, I do wait, know. do you? Still at this oh, age. Okay. Look, you can teach See, I was an just old checking. Dog. That was a test. You can teach an old dog new tricks. That's and right. I seriously am learning and applying to the best of my ability. But you're very wise. Todd, and you've been through a lot of years of of just mentoring and working with men yeah. for years and years. Yeah. So you have seen firsthand what it takes to mm. grow up, act like a man, True. and and to really um, get more of a, a handle on these areas of their life, yeah. faith, family, fitness, finance. Yeah, and that's what we want to sort of unpack today, just mm -hmm. give you some practical ideas, some action steps in these four different areas so that if, uh, if you're a man, you can start getting to work on them. And if you have a man in your life, you can suggest, hey, honey, why don't you pick up that book, uh, what, <laughs> what Every Man Needs to Know. <laughs> Actually, you Actually might, it, it might resonate with you pretty well, and you'll be able to maybe dialogue with yeah. your, your spouse differently after this episode. Well, seriously, too. the the I wrote the book in a very simple way for guys because we don't like things complicated, at least I don't. I use simple language. It's like what 150 pages I kept or 135, it kept it short. Okay. But I also put a lot of space in it with lots of <laughs> questions to answer so you can write them in. It's almost like a study. Big guide. font. <laughs> Big font. So you don't have to struggle seeing it. And, uh, and there are lots of resources that I tucked into each one of these areas to help you get a little further in your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. And just a little side note, um, I think we mentioned this way back when uh, on our first episode, but he did write this book without ever telling me about it. Yeah. <laughs> he was on a mission. No interference. And he didn't want any interference, no. which is good. Good for him. I want to see if I could, if I, if I could do it too and what would come out. So I'm very I'm, proud of him. Actually, I'm happy with what came out on the other side because it's, yep. it's very practical. And the reality is, these four areas of life, your faith, your family relationships, your fitness, and your finances are something that you deal with every single day. There's not a day that goes by where one of these four areas of your life isn't being impacted or you're not applying the best that you can in this area. So I just look at them really as kind of like four cornerstones that provide a foundation for you to build on. But we have to make certain that that foundation is solidly placed and that we understand the importance of building on that foundation. Yeah, absolutely. And so what we want to give you today are some practical takeaway items in these four cornerstone areas mm -hmm. that you can, um, just like in the podcast when Todd interviewed me, you can like apply it like right now. Did you hear yeah. that snap? Like right now. And um, you, you will see a difference in the way uh -huh. in which you are, are going about your life. So let's start right there, Todd. Let's okay. start with um, faith. Let's talk about yeah. um, some practical takeaways, what we can do yeah. to become, not we, because well, I'm a woman, but what these men can do to act more like a man well, and show up differently. Unquestionably, that has got to be the starting point for every man. If you want to have a successful life, a life that is complete and fulfilled, a life where you're convinced you're living out your purpose and you're doing it with intentionality and joy, then you have to start with faith. Because you do have a creator, and he made you. And he made you for a purpose and a reason. And starting with uh, an understanding of who God is and how much he loves you and where you fit in in your relationship with him, that will affect everything else in your life. Every area of life is going to revolve around how well you and God are doing in your relationship. I don't just say that to be sort of pie in the sky. This is a reality I've discovered in my own life and the men that I work with. The stronger the faith foundation 
the easier it is to put these other things in line. So I, I know you you get that. Um, and maybe you're at a place where you're feeling like, well, I, I feel like things are pretty good with God. I'm going to church and I'm reading my Bible. Or maybe you're in a place where you're saying, I, I don't really even have a clue. I, you know, I, I know there's a God. I'm just not sure what he thinks of me. But this is the starting point, even you know, in my book, where I just give a very simple explanation of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Now, I'm not going to get all preachy on you here, but I'm just going to tell might, you. You might, <laughs> but no, he won't. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you and me that God loves you a whole lot more than you could ever fathom. And he's proven that by what he's done by becoming a man and taking the penalty for all the sins that you've committed and that you're going to commit. And he once and for all dealt with it so that you could be free to live the life he's intended you to live. And in in that first part of the book, I just kind of lay this out in a very simple way. Uh, you know, fourth grader could read that and say, okay, I get this. And I, I, and I want you to just, again, reevaluate where you are in your relationship with God. Every one of us can improve in that, but not unless we fully understand how much God loves you. That's good. All okay, right. so what are the, the first practical well, ways in which we can... Uh, a grow, man, grow in your faith. Yeah. I mean, a or man master it, like in the subtitle. Yes, that's kind of a, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, there <laughs> there is some talk these days about wanting to master things. Why not learn to master our faith? And one of the things you have to do, the the first thing I share with men, besides understanding the foundation and God's love for you, is to set some faith growing goals. I hope that doesn't sound corny or weird, but. How are you going to know whether or not you've got something to shoot for or whether or not you're growing unless you actually have a goal? So I I literally lay out some suggestions for identifying certain areas that you could target as goals in your faith-growing experience, all right? So it doesn't mean just sitting statically saying, well, Lord, I love you and everything's going to be fine. I I really want to grow in you. (laughs) You got to do something about it. So the first takeaway for guys- But that's a good start. To say that. <laughs> no, that is, that's a good start for today, but yeah. what about tomorrow? What are you going to actually, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah you got to take action. So right. that's the first step. Literally set yourself some faith growing goals. And can you give me an example of what a faith growing goal might look like? Yeah. Okay. So for me in my early days, it was, um, I had like seven goals because I like to kind of cover all the bases. But my first most important was it was that I was going to read the Bible every day. And then I set a timeline. Well, I'm going to read the whole Bible in one year. So I got myself one of those simple Bible reading programs that every day in the morning, I set a time and I knew how many chapters I wanted to read. And that was one of my faith growing goals. Okay. Now you could do the very same thing. There's a whole bunch of others that I kind of point out here, illustrate from my own life that will definitely take some, you know, effort on your part, get some action going. Yeah. Good. All right. right. So the next section. So, well, then I, 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 or do we have another you, yeah. want to, you want to share more about faith? I, I, I'd like to just... Oh, go for it. Go, go, go. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> so I talked about reading the Bible, but here, here's another takeaway for you guys today. I mean, you've got to be very intentional about setting aside a quiet time. Now, that could be the time where you read your Bible or a, a time where you're just sitting and kind of quietly listening to worship music, but it's the time you want to get away from everything else and all the other distractions and really commit to knowing the heart of God. And letting him know where you're at. Okay. Now, God does know, but he wants you to know where you're at. So when we sit in his presence, reading the word or reading a devotional or talking with God about anything and everything, that's what I'm calling our quiet time. And I'm just encouraging men, make certain that that is an absolute top 
priority in your life. Don't you think it's tough for most people, not just men, but most people to be oh. still and quiet? Yeah. So yeah. do you have any practical suggestions around how to be still and quiet? Uh, first and foremost, turn off all the distractions. You right. know, set your Put your phone in the other room. Exactly. That's the worst distraction that you have. And just just commit to the discipline of being quiet. No radio on, no music going, no TV going, no news in the background. Uh, you don't know papers to shuffle through. I mean, just just be quiet. You can do it. It only feels uncomfortable for a little moment. Uh, yeah. And yeah, then you but, push through it. So your quiet time is very important. A third thing I just want to mention that uh, you can start on right away is, um, guys, we cannot do this alone. So quit fooling yourself. I know we're wired to be you know, these independent mavericks where we're going to provide and protect and, you know, lead the charge and all that good stuff, <laughs> which is all good, but you can't do it on your own. You just can't. You've got to have a band of brothers to walk through life with you. It could be something as simple as just looking around in your church. If you don't, if you have a church that you're going to find out, is there a men's ministry here? If there's not, start one or find a church that has one. But there are a plethora of resources you can go to to start plugging in with men. And I'm telling you, from my own experience and those that I've coached, you can't do it on your own. Yeah. The accountability factor and just, just going through life with men who know what you're going through so that they can have your back in prayer and coaching and helping you makes all the difference in the world. You will grow sort of like exponentially. You've got a band of brothers to walk out. And in this day and age, um, <clears throat> there's so many kinds of band of brothers online that you can connect with. That's true. Yeah. Right? yeah so don't make you, the excuse. Don't, like, I don't, I don't know have a go. church. Well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of different uh, places and there are some yeah. resources in Todd's book that Absolutely. you can find. Yeah. All so right. good. Are we ready to move on to family? Move on to family. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. All right. So let's talk about family. Family yeah. is a very important area in, in both of our uh, worlds, but especially in yours. And um, unpack that one just a little bit. Well, you can't escape the fact that uh, you have a family because you are a son, period. You had a mom and a dad. And so by default, as a man, you are a son. Uh, some of you listening may be husbands. Uh, you may be fathers. You may be grandfathers. You may be brothers. But the reality is you have a role as a man in each one of those areas. Uh, and so I want to just start by letting us know that um, you can't ignore the responsibility God has placed on you in your family to first and foremost own these roles. So because every man is a son, let's just start there. All right. Own your role as a son. So you say, yeah, well, I'm, you know, 53 years old and, you know, dad's passed away and mom's on her last leg or whatever. Yeah. You're still a son. Uh, at any age. And there's just one important takeaway, and that is you are to respect and honor your parents. You say, but you do not know my parents. And I had a terrible dad and my mom was this and that. I left the family, whatever. Yeah, everybody's got a story of some kind. That to, to a level, every family's got its own share of dysfunction because of sin, right? Right. But that doesn't make an excuse for us then that we're off the hook, that we don't have to show honor and respect. After all, isn't that one of the commandments that God gives us? And you are very good at that, I must say, because I watch it firsthand. Well, you know, the only I think really the only reason I'm good at honoring and respecting my my mom now, my dad passed a few years ago, it's because I watched my dad and my mom mm. respect and honor their parents. And I just want to challenge you that as a son, to make a commitment to reach out to your mom and to your dad. And to show them honor and respect, whether you think they've earned it or they deserve it, it's beside the point. God gives it as a command. 
And I love the fact that he is one of the only commands in the Ten Commandments that he attaches a promise to. And he says that if you will honor your father and your mother, you will live a long and prosperous life. Yeah, that's so, a good promise. Uh, yeah, I mean, so there's like that little um, that little extra benefit of doing something that ought to be pretty, I don't want to say easy, but pretty, um, uh, it's, a, it's a commitment that you're going to make, no questions asked. I'm going to show honor and respect to my parents. I will say, yeah. um, since, you know, we, I have a son. Yeah. <laughs> we have, a, yeah. you know, you have a stepson. Um, yeah. Honor is very important. <laughs> he's at a, uh, yeah. an interesting age and, and he's getting there and he's, he's, he's getting it, but it is so hard for yeah. a parent yeah. when there is no honor. And again, whether or not you had a good parent or a not so good parent, I promise when you start to show honor yeah. to your, your parent, that will start to open their hearts in a different way. And they will probably respond to you differently, especially if you're an older yeah. adult with older parents. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're outside of the home now, if you're inside the home right now and you're yeah. a young person, you can show that respect and honor today. You can. And if you're outside the home now and your parents are older, uh, you can send a text, you can place a phone call, you can make an effort to show them that just by, just by letting them know you care about them. Yeah. Again, no matter what. All right. Um, let me just move on to, owning your role as a husband, because many of you listening are husbands or have been husbands or your husbands to be. And this is um, a whole lot easier than we think. And yet one of the hardest things in the world is to be a good husband. What do you mean? Well, because <laughs> Wait a minute. Here's the bottom line. The reality is every one of us are so selfish. Yes. We really want to take care I mean, of ourselves. We're not just men, but we all are. We all are. Yes. Every spouse expects that the other person is going to meet their every need. I mean, true. We right. can't, we kind of come into it all gaga wanting to love you dove the other person and help them and bless them do all these wonderful but that's things. Good. Then, no, that is good. <laughs> but we don't stay there. We start um, wondering when our mind is going to get met. And look guys, I, I totally get this. Um, you feel like you deserve maybe more than you're getting. Well, let me give you a little clue on something. Dead men don't feel any pain. And the reason I'm saying dead men is because we are to die, mm -hmm. die to our selfish Say it like that, die. die. <laughs> you're destined to die. If you're going to be a husband or a husband-to-be, don't fool yourself into thinking you can get by without dying to yourself. Well, and I mean that. That means putting her first. Gosh, and women too, because we are to submit to our husbands. Think how good a marriage is oh, when both wow. parties Died to themselves. are committed to serving the other one. Yes. Right? All right. So I there's a little, uh, I'm showing it on the, okay. the YouTube watchers here. My it's, marriage commitment. Here's my marriage commitment. So it goes like this. It is my privilege. By the way, I didn't write this. I wish I did. Someone else did, but it's taken. <laughs> but he says from, it to me often. I do. It's nice. taken from different. Whenever I irritate him, he'll say this <laughs> to Wendy. I just want you to know it is my privilege to show my love for Jesus by caring for you, to love you, to show you honor, try to understand you, and to give up my life and my rights for you. So good, and I can equally mm -hmm. say that mm -hmm. back, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I would. The, the way, listen, the way you live that out will almost guarantee that you will have a very happy spouse. 100%. A very respect-filled spouse. You got to die to yourself and your selfish interests. And by the way, in the book, I sort of outline 
really practical things you can do to make that happen. I don't mean, you know, la la land stuff. I'm talking about practical everyday things you can do to show your wife she's first, that you're committed to providing, protecting and loving her unconditionally. You do that really well. You're patient with me. Thank, Thank you. you. But I'll bet yes. you if we spent some time just <laughs> thinking about areas I could improve in, it'd be a pretty long list. So it's a challenge for all of us, but we can, you know, we can do it. Yes. Uh, all right. And let me just touch on one other thing on okay. that. Sorry, I have to do this because <laughs> I, I want the guys, the married guys to ask themselves this question. Are you, are you loving your wife the way you think she needs to be loved? Mm. Cool. And if the answer is yes, unfortunately, that's not going to be good enough because your way of loving her based on what you think she needs might be different than the way God wants to love her. So a wise gentleman before Wendy and I got married asked me that question. And then he said, look, Todd, here's the way you love your wife. You love your wife the way God wants to love your wife through you. So you ask him, God, how do you want me to love Wendy today? Not the way I think that you need to be loved or that I should love you, but the way God wants. God wants to splash his love on your wife. And he's only got you to work with. So just make sure we've got the right mindset and then we're starting from a right place. God wants to really shower your wife with a lot of love his way. So let's pay attention to that. All right. Well, I love that. Okay. I know you do. <laughs> and I know who said that. I'm so grateful. Um, okay. So now moving on to the area that I really enjoy, um, fitness. Yeah, you, yeah, I should just turn it over to you. But I, <laughs> I have learned a lot from Wendy and I know personally. But you know a lot as well. You know, I've always been a fan of fitness and a, a, a person who likes to work out and do all those things. Some of you guys are just- And you did a competition. Can we talk uh, about that? What competition? You which, know, what was it called? Um I don't know. What the the which one? Body <laughs> the for marathon? life. Or something? Oh, body for life. Yeah, you yes. did. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, just because I had to if I don't have goals to push myself, I'm just not going to get anywhere. Right. So yeah, years ago I did that and I I started to take a look at what I was eating, discovered that was all wrong until I met Wendy. <laughs> so I changed the way I ate. But <laughs> there is something to be said again about our our fitness. Every single day you are being affected by your health, right? You're either going to be fit and strong and capable of carrying out what God has for you, or you're not going to be suitable for the task. In fact, that's actually one of the definitions of fitness, to be suitable for the task at hand. So if you find yourself dragging because you're overweight or because uh, you, you just don't have the health and vitality, you just you've got some issues you, you're dealing with, there's meds you got to take for this and that, your heart is not strong anymore, you actually can change all of that. And I'm proclaiming that one of the foundational cornerstones to successful life in carrying out God's purpose for you is to make sure you are physically fit. And may I interject? I'm sure you figured I would. Coach Wendy. Well, no, but just with the fitness piece, yeah. that really falls in and spills over into your family and mm. spills over yeah. into your your faith and, and your finances and all the things. Yeah. Um, it really does. So when you are fit, then you are, you're able to go and, and show up in a different way with your wife, so with your true. son, with your, you oh, know, that's whomever. That's so true. Yeah. I find myself even physically when I'm drained and worn out, it affects me emotionally. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm affected emotionally, a lot of times it even affects me spiritually. Right. And so there's something to be said about having strong body and to be capable to withstand all that life throws you, all the pressure and the stresses that you're up against. A strong, physically fit, healthy body 
will help to, not help to, it will make certain that you're capable and suitable for the task at hand. Right. And you're not saying, you know, be all, you know, muscled up and like on a cover no, of a magazine. For that's, that's for, for me. you. Yes. you know, for the, <laughs> I mean, if that's your thing, absolutely. But it's just about being the healthiest version of yourself yeah. in the season that you're in. Yeah. Um, and so what does that look like for you? you, you there's a starting point right. in fitness for you. Like right now, today, you can ask yourself, what do I really want? So maybe you want to lose weight. Uh, maybe you want to have more energy. Maybe you want to sleep better. So it starts by asking yourself, what do I want? And answering that very specifically. Right. But then after that, you can say all that you want and it never happened. And you can keep repeating, but this is what I want. This is what I want. Well, you first of all have to answer the question, why do you want that? Once you get your why, here's the reason why I want to lose this much weight or why I want to have the energy and the stamina that I don't have. Answer the question why, and you'll start to find the motivation to do what you got to do to get fit. Yeah. And now, I've always, um, I've always experienced that when you're, you're, pain is greater than your circumstance, then yeah. most people will change. Not yeah. always, That's but most true, people. So you, maybe you have to be in enough pain too. You know, when I used to, uh, in my business, and I used to do a lot of consulting with ministries, and uh, one of my fellow consultants said to me, Todd, they come to us from one of two reasons, either pain or vision. And so when it comes to getting physically fit, you might have both at work, which are great motivators. But the way to get the vision is you're going to have to get very practical and set some goals. So that's the second thing that you need to do after you, well, let, let me just back up. Really, I think you first, after you answer the what and the why, you have to kind of assess where you are right now. So I even, this is a little bit corny, but uh, it actually is very helpful. And I've actually done this before. I don't know if I could, yeah, here we go. Let me just show this to you for the YouTube watchers. That whole chart there is laid out to literally assess every area of your physical makeup. And I even went beyond that so that you can rate on here your sleep quality, your participation in sports, your grooming habits, your overall. I mean, no, this is very good. Yeah. Um, so I, assess where you're at. He's very thorough. Yeah. Everywhere. And yeah. so you're even going to find this in, in the book. Like you can like literally do your me uh, like spaces, right? Where your yeah. measurements, your forearms, your back, your neck, all that it's stuff. It's good. It's good. Anyhow, uh, if you don't assess where you're at, you're not knowing where you're going to go, right? Yeah. So that's the second part is then to set some goals. Okay. Okay. Here's where I am. But so I, I want to be over there. Goals are great, but how are you going to stick to those goals, Todd? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you've got to be very tactical and you've got to have an action plan. And you got to have accountability, yeah. So, yeah. don't you think? I, you, totally, 100%. You know this from your coaching business that people don't get anywhere unless no. they've got somebody they're going, you know, Unless with. you're a certain personality, but yeah. those are few and far between. Yeah. Um, y y there are a few Navy SEALs out there yeah, who can yeah. actually make this work on their own. But if that's not you and you need some help, yeah, it's normal. Then, then absolutely get yourself some accountability factor. Yeah. I don't care if it's as simple as a smartwatch that tracks all of your, you know, your fitness activities, but something that you are able to be held accountable to and begin to measure against your goals. So, okay, Todd, I have, I've seen you work with many different clients. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen, I mean, over the years you have, you have worked with so many people, but I've seen you work with young yeah. uh, adults in college. I've seen you work with mm -hmm. um, seniors mm -hmm. and you are such a great accountability coach. I mean, you, you put your whole heart in it. Yeah. You are, 
Um, I mean, you're, you're calling them. You're, you're such an encourager. I mean, really, that is your, your spiritual gift. You are an encourager, Uh, but you encourage with proper direction. And um, that accountability has really shown forth and, and the testimonies are, are just amazing. So I love your dedication. I don't just say that because I love you and I'm your wife, but I really do see it pay off and people lives are really being changed. So it's good. I wouldn't know how to do that if it weren't done for me. And so for many years, I have had people hold me accountable to certain things. And that's been extraordinarily beneficial. So yeah, I I love working with guys who want help and want to be able to measure their progress. Yeah. That's really what a coach is for. And you can go to toddisburner.com to check that out, right? (laughs) Yeah, there's there's even a little uh, area you can just apply if you want some help. We'll have a talk and we we can walk through this. Definitely, definitely. There's a fourth cornerstone okay, fourth to build your foundation on. Finances. Who doesn't who doesn't get affected every single day by money? I think most people do. You know, you're, in some way or another. You're going to spend it, make it, lose it, whatever. Uh, worry about it, but every Invest day. It, yeah, every day there's, there's there's money's calling at you. And if we don't have that cornerstone solidly in place and really understand the role of finances, we're just going to have nothing but problems that will spill over into other things. How many times have you seen problems with finances spill over into relationships oh, a lot. And, and mess things up? And cause yeah. a separation in the marriage. So yeah. this is extraordinarily important. Yes. I'm not saying anything new to you, um, but the Bible talks a lot about money. You maybe didn't know this, but Jesus talks more about money than he does about heaven or hell combined. You can go. I don't think I knew that. Well, it's true. In fact, you can wow. go. I give a few resources in the book, some websites for you to go to to check out some some references and how the Bible and money fit together and what the the Bible has to say about money. Because I really believe that if you have you have the ability to discipline your finances, you will find it that much easier to discipline every other area of your life. Yeah. Check me out on that one. So the starting place really is the Bible. And that's what I talk about in the book. We, we first go to understand what is the meaning of money? Where does it really fit in? Everybody's got a different definition of what money means to them. For some, it's like survival. For some, it's like success. It's like the more money I have, I, I must be that much more successful, right? And, and also, Todd, don't you think there's a lot of um, stigmas around money? There's a lot of different beliefs behind it, like yeah. uh, how they were brought up and just Oh, you know, we've got things implanted in our mindset, brain. Yeah. yeah, beliefs about money that are both good and bad. And we need to have that sort of uh, realigned based on the true meaning of money and what God has to say about what we do with that money. And there are some great biblical principles that teach us then how to manage our money. And when you understand like God's take on money, and that it's all his to begin with. That's Anyhow, right. you're just here as a manager of his money. You're stewarding it. Yeah. And you've got an open hand saying, well, wait, hang on. Wow, God, you're so generous. You let me have all of this, but I got to manage it well for you. You will get so excited about money management principles yeah. um, that it will begin to transform the way you feel about it, the way you relate to it, the way you manage it, and what you do with it on behalf of others, primarily for his kingdom. So it's true. It's a, That's it's really good. Important cornerstone to build on. So when okay, so what's one practical thing that someone could do right there in that finance arena yeah. that yeah. could change just okay the, the course of how they're spending today? Yeah, or, there's two things. Two yeah. things. Well, one is something my dad taught me, and I've got I've got a list of some very practical takeaways that came from Daddy. 
<laughs> and some of you know this. And dad just really made it really clear. Son, don't. Father knows best. Don't oh, ever, that's a show. Yeah, that's, okay. It's an old show, but it dates you. So hey, like don't ever show. let your outgo exceed your income. Ah, that's it. That's good. So we, we go we go running off into massive amounts of debt thinking we're going to pay it off. And so then we get under such pressure. Why? Because we've just, our expensive is, they've just exceeded our income. And we always think, well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But a great rule of thumb is just don't let the expense part of things exceed your income. Right. Just because you want it, that's fine, but you may not be able to want it right now yeah. <laughs> in the sense of you haven't saved up for it. So maybe just save up and then you can get it later. Here's the other one. John Wesley. I wish I'd have known him. A a, a preacher from, oh man, he's back in the 1800s, 1700s. Someone's going to correct me on that. Uh, John. <laughs> yeah. Comment and correct him oh, on that. Oh man, I just, I'm embarrassed because <laughs> I knew this and it just escaped my mind. Anyway, John Wesley, here's was his rule for money, managing uh, money. It was, you earn as much as you can. You save as much as you can, and you give away as much as you can. I love it. Keep it simple, dude. I mean, right. I mean, come on. I especially <laughs> like tough. the part about giving as much as you can. I mean, think yeah. about it. I mean, oh, make so much money that you can give so yeah. much. That's what gets me excited about money. So that's kind of the fourth cornerstone. These are that's the good. four cornerstones. You can build a good foundation so that you can accomplish all that God has intended for you to do as a man. That's so good. A man who's been wired in such a way that is so different than a woman and so complementary to each other mm -hmm. that you got to get, I'm so excited when I wake up in the morning and I realize I'm not a woman. Because <laughs> he has, doesn't have to put on all that makeup and do his hair. <laughs> oh, wait, you do Sometimes. spend a lot of time I don't doing spend your that hair. much time. There's not much hair to deal with. So we do, we do have. No, a, we, it is a complimentary uh, yeah. situation. So we're grateful. Um, but Todd, thank you for being on Your Biggest Breakthrough well, today. You're welcome, Wendy. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me on and, the show. And sharing with our listeners. And I hope you did um, glean some great uh, nuggets and maybe just something that sparked uh, maybe an interest that you would want to hopefully go and get Todd's book, What Every Man Needs to Know, How to Master Your Faith, Family, Fitnesses, Fitness, and Finances. And you can actually get that on Amazon.com as well. So Hey, um, there's an audio, what? there's an audio version as what? well. Audible. Audible, audio. Yeah, on Audible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good. And you or an ebook are the voice of it, which is good. Yeah, a lot of authors are. That was fun. Because <laughs> you have a great voice. So yeah, listen in or read it however you like to um uh read your books or listen in, but this is a great book and I've read it myself and I'm not a man, but I'm telling you, it will make a difference. Yeah, in she your holds me accountable now because, hey, hey, remember, <laughs> remember when you wrote this? Page 84, <laughs> hello. Yeah. Anyway, right. thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Todd. And thank you for all your wisdom and your gifts. And thank you for writing this book. So go get it, amazon.com, whatever man needs to know. And thank you for tuning in to your biggest breakthrough. We want to hear from you. Um, yeah, just give us a, a like, a comment. Just share with us yeah. how this is making impact in, in your life. We, we'd love to share and we'll share here whenever we see those comments come through. We'd love to mention your name and just um, share those comments. So All thank right. you Till for tuning time. in. Blessings. See you. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.